I'm your host, Sarah. And I'm Ashley. And in today's episode, we'll be covering a not-so-popular Michigan murderer who escaped prison dressed in a kitchen uniform. Did you think the Midwest was only known for corn and not the fun kind? And also cars? Well, stick around and find out why you're wrong. So today, I want to tell you guys the story of Michael David Elliott. So... Michael David Elliott, um, normal, regular dude, except for the fact that he, you know, killed some people (laughs) and went to jail. Um, He basically was convicted in 1993 for fatally shooting four people and then burning down their home in Gladwin County um, when he was 20 years old. So according to court records um elliot and his accomplices were trying to steal money from a drug dealer um in which you know these other people got caught in the crossfire now he was you know convicted and he the whole jury jury deliberation only lasted 90 minutes which i think is kind of a record most jury um jury deliberations will last like what like three hours sometimes a couple of days in in really crazy cases i mean this guy they were like nope definitely jail definitely jail so he was convicted in 90 minutes and um he was convicted to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole then fast forward to 2014 which is when he actually escaped jail um he was being held at the ionia correctional facility in mid michigan um and mind you he like did not work in the kitchens at all but somehow he got a hold of kitchen uniform and it turns out he'd been working on like um like digging tunnels or like digging <laughs> digging through the fences i guess um at the correctional facility and dressed in this kitchen uniform was how he was able to get out of the correctional facility um which is kind of crazy that that worked it sounds kind of like a cartoon escape if you I don't know maybe that's just me but no yes i was gonna ask you i was like did he just walk out of the building like he just walked past everyone and <laughs> so that was my thing and i was also confused about this because it's like i mean even if the guards don't know every single because i'm assuming there's a lot of people being held mm-hmm. at the ionia correctional facility so even if you don't know every single prisoner right you would think that you'd know at least all of the regular kitchen staff. Um, yeah. Or, like, all the regular staff members, I guess. But, yeah, no, he just escaped on a random <laughs> a random Sunday night. Um, he apparently had peeled a hole in two fences um, at the prison to escape. 
and yeah did so dressed in a white civilian kitchen uniform uh, which he used to evade security and then blend in with the snow <laughs> at the oh correctional facility <laughs> that's is, smart i know it's smart and yet again it sounds so much like a cartoon prison break <laughs> like he used this white kitchen uniform to basically camouflage himself in the snow and then just hit the ground running um but that's not that's not all so this man escapes from prison and kind of is walking around trying to figure out what his game plan is but shortly after his escape because you know i guess once a felon always a felon actually let me not say you know there are some very good um, re-entry citizens out there who are trying to get their lives together post-prison but this man is definitely the definition of once a felon always a felon and also an asshole um, because after he escaped prison he abducted a woman at a gas station in Ionia using a, either a knife or a box, box cutter they're not sure which um, which how would he even obtained a knife or a box cutter is unclear um but yeah so he abducts this woman and kind of like forces her to drive him around again this is like the mo most cartoon escape ever and i can't like get over it i can't stop saying that just because like i keep seeing like tv shows in my head of like oh this man you know, escaped from prison and he was wearing a kitchen uniform and abducted someone with, you know, this knife that no one knows where he got it from. Um, and then forced this woman into her car um, to drive him somewhere else, right? Did this happen all in the same night? Yeah, so from what I understood, he escaped, uh, I think it was like a Sunday... Sunday morning, I think it was what it was. Okay. Um, and that kind of prompted a multi-state manhunt um, for... Let me see. I'm trying to figure out how long... Well, actually, it wasn't even that long because the multi-state manhunt actually ended the following Monday. <laughs> so he was oh, only wow. free from, like, Sunday to Monday. Okay. He got... Yeah, so he got caught um, in LaPorte County, Indiana, about 150 miles away from the prison that he escaped from. Um, and this after a high-speed chase that he got involved with, um, or involved in with the police. Insane. But um, he was spotted after a deputy saw him stealing a car um after he had like pulled so basically the guy elliot um had pulled over the driver i guess stole his car and then began a high-speed chase because the deputy had seen him seen this gone down okay um he after escaping prison and being a free man for all of maybe 24 hours was then um, arrested and charged with kidnapping, carjacking, and escaping prison. Um, after 
he'd already been serving a life term, like I said, without the possibility of parole. So this man basically just is going to rot in jail, as he should, because he killed four people and burned their house, which kind of seems like overkill to me because they're already dead. Yeah, what's the point of burning the house down? <laughs> That's just adding insult to injury. Unless he was, like, trying to get rid of evidence, but I I don't think... I mean, he had accomplices. I don't think that that worked in his favor. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he'd already been serving, you know, this life sentence, which, okay, I was on... I think it was, like, either Twitter or Tumblr or some some social media... Um, a couple weeks ago and I was reading something about how and I could be completely wrong I mean it is social media but how life a life sentence is only 25 years is that true um that's a good question it is something like that I know a life sentence doesn't actually mean I'm looking it up 15 years which is crazy because whose life Who's whose life is <laughs> yeah like why is it called the life sentence i always was under the impression that a life sentence was like you serve either the rest of your natural life or like however many years the person would have had left to live but i guess that, that makes really sense. sense i mean that makes more sense in terms of why it's called that i'm looking it up but then i was thinking like if then it wouldn't make sense in terms of the years because if someone died at like 42 like what there's nothing that guarantees that that person would have died at like i don't know fucking 60 or something so so then it doesn't make sense to like convict someone for the rest of the time that person would have would have lived had they otherwise not been murdered does that make sense or do i sound like an idiot it made sense in my head you kind of lost me first. I had you had me, and then you <laughs> lost me. <laughs> it made sense in my head. Somebody let me know if, like, I really want to know what other theories are out there of what people thought a life sentence was. Because I was convinced it was yeah. like, you know, if you murder four people, then it's like four consecutive sentences of however long that person would have lived but that doesn't make sense. The more I say it out loud, the more that doesn't make sense. 15 years is also... 15 to 25 years also just doesn't seem like a significant enough amount of time. Yeah, no, it seems really short. I was really curious, though, as to... And this wasn't clear from, like, the... The articles that I read about this case um but I was really curious as to why all four people were murdered in the original case that he was um tried and convicted for because if the story is true that he was trying to um steal money from a drug dealer like I, it was unclear to me as to what the other three people would have you know would have done that's something that i wish had been more clear in the research that i was doing but a lot of obviously a lot of the um 
a lot of the articles that I read focused more on his escape from, from Ionia than his first degree murder charges in 90, 93 to 94. Yeah, that is interesting. That's a, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. But it's it's crazy how, like, I mean, 150 miles is a lot of ground to cover in what I would assume was not a whole lot of hours if he escaped Sunday and got caught Monday. Um, I wonder how that lady is doing, too, after, like, being kidnapped. Because according to one of the articles, when... Um, uh, after he, like, kidnapped her, um, she, they eventually stopped for gas in Middle, Middlebury, Middlebury, sorry, that's a hard word to say, <laughs> Middlebury, Indiana, which is about 100 miles to the south of, um, Ionia, and her jeep was found abandoned near Ship, Shipshawana. Shipshawana. I don't oh, know if okay. get another hard way. Um, but she was able to call the police from a concealed cell phone while Elliot was pumping gas at a near nearby store in Middlebury, um, Indiana. So that's how she kind of like was able to get out of that situation. She ran to the restroom and locked herself inside and then Elliot was like trying to get, trying to get her out, but you know, obviously, if you've made your escape and you're in a relatively safe space, you're not gonna come out for. Oh yeah, no, a psychotic escaped prisoner. <laughs> and he's gonna make himself really like obvious if he continues to try to get her out of there. Like the people, I'm assuming, would come and try to stop him and be like, "What are you doing?" And then he's gonna get caught. So I would probably just leave her. And continue yeah and it's not clear if he like persisted i mean he had he had the car and the keys so he was trying to like he was knocking on the door trying to get her out of the bathroom but she stayed inside until the police arrived um now the article kind of cuts off there and just goes into small details about how he was serving life in prison uh, for fatally shooting these people it doesn't really say a whole lot more after that because again these articles are from like live live reporting right from when the incident happened so this particular article actually had come out the same monday that he was arrested oh okay so there's not a whole lot of um a whole lot of detail <laughs> sorry my dog is in the room and he has just come up to lick my elbow Hi, bud. Um, anyway, but... Anyway. Um, apparently, though, one new source, uh, WWMT, not sure what that stands for, but WWMT spoke with the deputy who actually ended up arresting Elliot um, after he made this arrest, and the deputy was saying that he actually didn't realize at first that the man driving the stolen car was Elliot. So he actually got kind of caught 
completely by chance. Like, it wasn't that they knew who he was. It was more so like, hey, this guy is in a stolen car. Um, we're going to apprehend him. And then, you know, open the door. Wow. And they're like, oh, murderer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so the deputy who's whose name I absolutely cannot pronounce so I completely apologize to this deputy it is a very very Polish name I believe um, and there's no pronunciation in parentheses um, but the deputy told the station that he noticed this car had been reported stolen and the car had I guess reportedly sped away when he tried to make uh, a stop but the driver actually stopped after a short chase. So he, he meaning Elliot, didn't really seem to put up too much of a fight. I mean, there was a, sh- a short chase and then he was just like, meh. It is what it is. <laughs> Back to jail. <laughs> I wonder, I mean, he probably would have, I mean, I don't know how it works in the judicial system, but like maybe I think it's probably better to just pull over than to keep, I feel like that's more time to serve probably um, on top of everything else. If you just keep chase getting like going. (laughs) But my thing is like, he's already convicted to life imprisonment. So it really doesn't make a difference. You know, that's not like they're going to say like, we're adding another 60 years. He was going to spend his life in prison anyway. You know, that's true. Um, The funny thing is, though, when he when he got pulled over and the deputy asked him like who he was, he actually just fussed up and he was like, "Oh, my! Like I'm Michael Elliott, and um, I escaped from the prison in Michigan." And the the deputy reports that he looked at the other deputy who was with him, Deputy Wright, and they just kind of were like shell shocked because. Again, why? Yeah, not not a very hard chase, and then you just were like, "Yeah, it's me." I mean, I guess if you know where you're going, there's really no point in fighting it. But you made all the effort to escape from prison, so it seems kind of like a wasted, wasted effort. (laughs) Yeah, very interesting. I want to know what his thought process was. I often wonder, though, like now that you bring that up, about thought processes and like either serial killers or people who have committed like murder type crimes. Like, what what thought process leads you to that? Like the psychology behind being able to murder, um, and then I guess also like the psychology behind like putting all this effort into escaping from prison and then kind of giving up as soon as the going gets rough, you know? Like, it's a very interesting science, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... Like, you could say, like, someone's, like, maybe sociopathic, but it it doesn't always make sense because I feel like sometimes they do... Like they 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 do like understand what they're doing. They they feel, and but they they can feel empathy. They can, and they still commit these crimes. So I don't think it's always that, which is like where I think my brain goes first. And like, well, they they can't because like you would think like I don't think I'd be able to kill someone. I feel like it would affect me a lot if I were to murder someone. 
So, you know, it's like, do they feel anything when they commit these crimes? And I think they can. But then, I don't know, it's interesting. How do they do that? See, my thing with Elliot, though, is, like, I don't think that there's any, like, psychopathy going on. Like, you know, it's a it was a crime led or... It was a crime incited more so by other illegal activities mm. than than the actual like pursuit of murder, I guess you could say. Whereas a lot of other murderers sometimes kind of have that like murder as their primary motive. Or you know, like murder is is a byproduct of like I don't know, sexual deviancy or whatever. Um, but it's it's interesting that that's not necessarily the case here, and I don't know. I I don't know like where my thought process was going with that. I'm just kind of like really, really intrigued by people who commit crimes, people who do crime, and then like what their motivation is. So I actually got curious as to like what his record says because you know here in Michigan we have um, MDOC um, also known as Otis which is the Department of Corrections website and you can look up um, people who've been in the prison system and it'll tell you a bunch of information about them so Michael his full name is Michael David Elliott he is Caucasian um, and one thing that I thought was kind of cool was they, well, not cool, but like interesting is they have like any aliases that the person would go by um, and any like marks, scars, tattoos, whatever. So his aliases, one of them is OCP and I can't take that seriously because I cannot imagine going up to anyone and going, hi, my name is OCP. Like the letters OCP? Yes. Yes, okay. OCP. <laughs> um, he also has been known to go by Michael De La Rosa. He does not look like someone whose last name would be De La Rosa, but um, he's gone by Michael David De La Rosa, Michael David Shredder, Shredder or Shreeder, and then Michael Patrick Shreeder or Shredder. So some interesting variations of his name, I suppose. Um, he's got a lot of tattoos, one of which, and I'm assuming this is what, um, what kind of inspired De La Rosa as an alias. One of his tattoos is actually Miro De La Rosa um, on his stomach, which in Spanish literally means look of the rose. Huh. Look of the rose. So, I don't know if that's what he was going for, <laughs> or if, <that's, laughs> if that means something else to, I don't know, criminals, but yeah, that tattoo in Spanish just means look of the rose, so. Interesting. I guess fun for him. <laughs> I wonder if he has, like, any ties to any, like, Hispanic ancestry or something, and maybe that's what the inspiration is. Maybe. He also, I'm looking at his picture right now, and it, 
because that's this is also available on mdoc and actually sarah the um the links are on that file that i shared oh, with you okay. if you wanted to look at mdoc um so you can kind of see what i what i'm talking about when i say this but he looks like someone who would murder people and who would do it again like absolutely i believe this man killed four people and then burnt down their house like no question he's smiling in his he is shot. smiling yes um <laughs> i have to agree it's very like, off-putting it... very off-putting to to look at oh <laughs> like it's the mustache the smile like he just looks like in that mugshot he's thinking like and i'd do it again too yeah he's, he's almost smirking so he i think he was satisfied with himself if you scroll down you can see like all of the sentences that he's had um he actually has seven active sentence no 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 nine active sentences currently he has a sentence for one escaping prison um for which he took a plea he has a sentence for carjacking a sentence for kidnapping uh, one for armed robbery, one for homicide um, in the first degree, which was premeditated, another one for homicide in the first degree, premeditated. So these are the ones from 1993. There should be four of them. Then he also has a weapons felony firearms um, sentencing. So this man has been around. He's also got two inactive sentences or sentencing for burning down the house and then for breaking and entering um, with intent. Now, what that intent was, I guess it's not really unclear <laughs> because he did say he was <laughs> intending to rob people and then murder them. It's so crazy how, like, this is just readily available for people. And, you know, if anyone does listen to this episode and is curious, um, you can look up the MDoc website and look up uh, Michael David Elliott and you'd see all the information about him. Also, the creepy-ass mugshot. Um, yeah. He's 50 years old now. Oh, wow. So how old... I'm sorry, did you say how old he was when he committed this? Or when he escaped? He, he, was, he was 20 when he committed the original murders that he okay. was um, tried and convicted for. In ninety in ninety three. Dude. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's okay. This is why it was so much easier to do this when there was someone to babysit him yeah <laughs> anyway okay anyway um no he was he was 20 years old when he was first convicted of a crime in 93 um and then he escaped in 2014 so what that would have been Hold on, because I'm not good at math. 2014. 
So that was 21 years later. He must have. He should have been around like 41 ish okay. when he escaped. Yeah. So and that, okay. Wait. Is he actually 50? There's no way he's actually 50. Well, I was gonna say because if this. You said this was in <laughs> 2014, is, so... That isn't mathing. Hold on. No, apparently he is 50. Wow, that just... Yeah, I guess the math is there. I just... I don't know. I thought he'd be older for some reason, but... Yeah. Yeah, same. I'm also just not very good at math, so everything <laughs> seems like it had been a lot longer <laughs> than it actually was. Um... That's that's insane. I wonder if he's assigned to the same facility in Ionia. That I do not know. He's at the Baraga Correctional Facility, which is no, he's in Baraga, Michigan. Which I didn't even know was a place. There's so many fucking weird places in Michigan. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's the story of Michael D David Elliott, um, who escaped from prison in a kitchen uniform um, to blend in with the snow. There's actually, I guess we can include the links to some of the, the, the articles that I reference in, in the episode. Um, because there's actually a picture of him at the gas station in what I would assume is the kitchen uniform. He's wearing kind of like a coat over it. But, um, so you can kind of see what he looked like when he escaped. Um, he had hair then, so, you know, he <laughs> must have either shaved it all off or lost it in, in old age. Um, but that's really all I had for you. Um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else that you want to add on. I'm sure Doom has... A lot to add on because he as he has at the tail end of this this episode so if you guys listening out there do hear my dog in the background i apologize also if i sound like shit it's because of my allergies thank that um for my stuffy nose <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i'm good i it's an interesting story <laughs> thank you for sharing <laughs> for sure um definitely look at the the sources um because i think it's it's a good read and the pictures do justice so <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i think next week we'll be covering um what the the asylum correct yes eloise um psychiatric hospital nice i'm very excited to hear that and uh next week i'll make sure that my my dog is properly sequestered in the kitchen um but yeah so i'm really excited to hear all about the asylum i think that it's going to be a really interesting episode um but thanks for listening yeah thank you so much join us next week um we'll be releasing every friday and we're also on instagram as midwest odd so check us out Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye.